In order to celebrate five years and 20 issues of Cleaver Magazine, we are interviewing senior editors to hear their thoughts on their time with the magazine. I had the privilege of interviewing the editor-in-chief of Cleaver, Karen Ryle. Karen started Cleaver in 2012. She's the author of the novel Winter Music and numerous works of fiction and creative nonfiction, such as her recent poetry published in Superstition Review. Her writing has appeared in literary magazines such as The Southern Review, American Writing, Creative Nonfiction, and Apiary. Her work has been listed amongst the best American short stories. Karen writes articles and essays for publications including the San Francisco Chronicle, the New York Times, and the Philadelphia Inquirer. I sat down to a Skype call with Karen, and after saying hello to her dog, we talked about the editorial mission of Cleaver, the innovative spirit of the magazine, and the political nature inherent in all art. Interview by Ryan Evans, producer of On the Edge. So my first question is, uh, five years and 20 issues. Uh, what, what sort of drew you to creating a literary magazine? So um, for many years, my daughter and I had planned to start a literary magazine from the time she was really a very young teenager, probably actually more like 11 or 12. Um, and we talked to a lot of people that we knew who did magazines. And, um, you know, we kept um, evolving our idea for the magazine. Um, and when she was about 14, her idea was to call the magazine Cleaver because it's it means both itself and its opposite. So, you know, to cleave is to stick tight, but it's also to, to fall away. Um, so we thought that was very clever. It was her idea. We decided that we would call it Cleaver and we were, we, she actually at one point began um, soliciting material for the magazine. But again, we sort of ran up against the issue of like small press distribution and how difficult it would be to, you know, actually distribute the magazine. But in 2012, at the end of the year, it was like the winter holiday and we were sitting around and talking and we realized that both of us had the web skills to create a literary magazine at this point um, that would be completely distributed online. So we came up with the idea of a quarterly and some of our decisions were almost like not really arbitrary, but they were based on sort of a hunch. And so when you and your daughter were sort of coming up with the idea of Cleaver and putting it into action, what role did you see it playing in the literary landscape? So our original idea was that, um, you know, it would be a magazine that would just be a sort of steward and uh, promoter of literary works that, that we felt were valuable. How important is location in the development of a literary magazine? And... To, to build on that more specifically, to what extent is Cleaver tied to Philadelphia? So we're Philadelphians. We both live in Philadelphia and we both, uh, my daughter works, Lauren, I don't think I named her earlier. Um, she works in the uh, rare book library at the University of Pennsylvania. And I've lived here for most of my life, um, you know, and I feel very geographically sort of centered here. You know, for me, being part of Philadelphia is very important. We are, we're supported financially by the Philadelphia Cultural Fund and the University of Pennsylvania gives us a small grant. Also, um, many, many of our um, editors and writers are Philadelphia-based or they live in the very near suburb and they work in the city. But that said, you know, our mission is to promote the best 
you know, literary writing that we are able to to come across and also to have a mix of established and, emer- and emerging artists and writers. I think that for our purposes, because we do publish a few hundred literary pieces a year, we would very quickly exhaust um, the possibilities um, in Philadelphia. We don't want to just continually republish the same people. So, of course, um, we're very interested in works that um, we find that are you know, uh, wonderful that we want to publish that come from all over the world. (laughs) And so uh, a big theme that you see in reading Cleaver is this uh, striving to be cutting edge, uh, which is... It's just, it's a pun, pun yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But, I mean, Cleaver does house a lot of special Mm -hmm. features and a lot of features that you don't see in other literary Mm -hmm. magazines. And so I was wondering if you could sort of speak to the development of those features. And I was wondering why push further than just simply publishing poetry and prose? I feel that our mission is to be open and flexible, part of our mission, um, towards literary writing. And that means keeping a very open mind towards different formats. When someone proposes an idea... Um, if it seems something that's doable and they have the sort of energy to help us see it through, then, then we're very much open to it. So this is sort of talking a little bit about one of the features that we've developed recently, which is life as activism. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was wondering if you could speak on the role of the editor in today's political and artistic climate. Yes, um, I think that all writing is political and that in this particular climate, especially that we're living in now, where the arts are really under assault by um, by forces in our powerful forces um, in our culture, which is a small C culture, um, that it's it's incumbent upon writers and editors and every person involved in the arts to not only be political but to be very much aware of politics. So something that I think makes Cleaver thrive is the sheer number of people involved in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was wondering if you, if you could speak to why you involve so many people in the process and if that becomes more of a challenge or if you find that it helps the magazine. Um, it can be a challenge to manage a lot of people. So um, part of the reason I have so many people helping us is that we need help. We, we have actually, we do a lot and I think we do it pretty well. And I, I think that it's great to be able to open these opportunities up to people. I found that because we're all volunteer, none of us are paid. Um, sometimes people um, will work very intensively at Cleaver for a while, and then they'll sort of begin to sort of fade out, partly because maybe they've, you know, their life situation has changed. They don't have as much free time, or maybe, you know, they've, uh, their job situation has changed. And that's fine because there's there's always someone who's, there to take up, you know, there's the slack, so which is really good. Okay, and so as we're looking forward in Cleaver, uh, in what ways do you think Cleaver will have to adapt to this sort of shifting literary world? I think that the most important thing for Cleaver and for anyone in life is to sort of be open-minded and flexible and to listen to both criticism and to ideas. So um, if someone comes to us with a great idea, um, I think that, that, you know, for something that we could offer through our platform, then 
I think we need to be open to that. And if something's not working, I think we also have to be open to the possibility of not doing it anymore. You know, technology will shift so that our material will be hard to access. So we have to always be vigilant. You always have to kind of stay on top of it and adapt to the advance because you don't want to be five steps behind. It can be very hard. 